Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Sun headed down on this New Year's Day, and there's football tonight. And, of course, the NHL's Winter Classic. Well, the game is on TNT. Traditionally, it's been on NBC and... Uh, they used to be day games, like noon starts our time. And now it's a night game on TNT because uh, the, the rights have changed in the NHL, the national television rights. NBC has moved on. And now ESPN, uh, the rights holder, TNT, has the Winter Classic. So, so there you go if you're looking for the game on television tonight. Uh, you need uh, cable or satellite or a streaming service to be able to get the game. And we we know it'll be cold. And we're going to check in with the Hammer Crank Shrepfer, uh, who's headed to Target Field. Uh, we're a little bit concerned. His phone may be frozen at this point in time, but uh, we're, we're, we're still going to try and track him down. So Kerry Clyde, our producer, working on that, but he's scheduled to join uh, from Target Field. And... When all the local TV news channels went on the air, they they had reporters uh, doing live shots from Target Field. And I have an over-the-air television monitor so I can monitor all the local channels and and what they're doing. And, and why not? Now, Channel 4 not on the air. They still have college hoops right now on this New Year's Day. So... Uh, they're going to be going to their local news, and I would assume they'd have a live shot. But I saw 5 and 11, and <laughs> they look cold. I mean, I know they're they're trying to put a spin on it, and we're macho Minnesota, and this isn't that bad. Come on. Um, five below, wind chill 22 below. Wind chill advisory going into effect at 6. For the people that want to be there, great. Uh, for for the people that shelled out their hard-earned money and are happy, it, it's just not for me. It, it's just, if, if it was in the 20s, 
I might try and sneak my way into the building. But uh, below zero and wind chills well below zero, you know, and, and, I, and I've got credibility on this issue, and I'll tell you why. I was born here. I spent my entire life in the upper Midwest. I've been through all the hard winters, on and on and on. And, yes, I don't hunker down, and I, I, I still go on with my life. I get up. I go to work today. We got up, uh, warmed up the vehicle. We ran some errands. I went into the hardware store. I went into the uh, grocery store. Um, you know, life goes on. I, I even shoveled some of the junk out of the garage that fell off the van. So it's not like I won't go outdoors or won't do things outdoors. But I'm not sitting out at a hockey game in this kind of, I'm just not. But for those people that are, uh, enjoy, have fun, stay warm. Um, So hopefully we'll be able to get a hold of uh, Craig Sheffer because anybody I know is a huge hockey fan and a long-time producer here, and makes his way over to the XL Energy Center a great deal. So so he follows the Wild in the NHL. His team, the Detroit Red Wings, uh, hasn't been very good as of late, but loves the NHL. So hopefully we can get in touch with him and uh, get a scene setter uh, from the real frozen tundra. And then one of the other stories this weekend, the Minnesota Vikings traveling today to Green Bay to get ready for their Sunday night game. Uh, against the Packers at Lambeau Field, minus Kirk Cousins. That that was certainly the big story. And I don't know if I've seen any other major moves. Cousins going on the COVID list, huge news yesterday. Um, the latest, uh, the Vikings have elevated defensive tackle T.Y. McGill and defensive end Eddie Yarborough from the practice squad, activated safety Miles Dorn, cornerback Ty Smith, and defensive end Kenny Willickus and activated guard Ali Udo from the COVID list. So that means that uh, Kirk Cousins, uh, the big name on the COVID list, and we saw a huge change in the line from the Vikings being roughly touchdown underdogs to being roughly two touchdown underdogs at Lambeau Field. But this may sound like a penetrating glimpse into the obvious, but the Vikings still have a chance to win the football game, and I'll tell you why. Dalvin Cook is back, and if Dalvin Cook is indeed 100% and 100% rested, he could give Green Bay a lot of trouble on Sunday night. And if the Vikings are able to effectively run the football and Sean Mannion is able to avoid turnovers and throw the ball enough to keep Green Bay somewhat off balance, they've got a shot. And then beyond that, they need to turn over. Aaron Rodgers is going to need to make a mistake. Uh, The Vikings will need a big player, too, on special teams. Things will need to go the Vikings' way to get a victory. But it is doable. And then you get Chicago at home with a chance to make the playoffs. But they probably need to. 
and they probably need some help along the way. Uh, 513, we're going to take a break now. It appears the hammer has arrived at Target Field. He's on the grounds, in the building, and we will visit with him coming up next from the NHL Winter Classic here on News Talk, E3OWCCO. 517, Happy New Year. It is a Saturday, 7 below zero. Our wind chill sits at minus 25. Wind chill advisory goes into effect at 6 for the heart of the Metro. Lasts till 10 tomorrow morning. A wind chill morning, warning just outside the Metro points north, west, and south to the east into Wisconsin. Once again, that wind chill advisory. Wind chills 25 to 35 below in the warning areas, 35 to 45 below overnight tonight. Uh, they're playing a hockey game, the NHL's Winter Classic at Target Field. The Wild and the Blues will drop the puck just after 6. And absolutely no surprise, the Hammer Craig Schrepfer is on the scene. Longtime producer. Uh, Hammer, good to visit with you. Happy New Year. Steve Tease, Hudson, happy to you as well. How are you doing? Yeah, and I knew you wouldn't miss this event. Oh, I've been waiting for this event to come here since they did the uh, first game back in Buffalo 2008. Just, you know, you remember that day with Pittsburgh playing Buffalo inside of a snow goal, it looked like. See how cool I was thinking, what do we get this here? And, you know, finally, after 14 years, it finally comes to Target Field. Yeah, and this, this has been talked about for a long time, Craig, that, you know, Minnesota would eventually get the game. Now, I know it's a year after the fact due to COVID-19, et cetera, but it has been a long time coming. Yeah, you know, you know, I mean, everyone thinks of Minnesota, like outdoor hockey and everything. It's such a natural place to do an outdoor game. The issue before it was for the NHL, the Wild didn't have that star power that you needed, you know, to get people to tune into the game. Like, you know, they didn't have a Crosby, they didn't have a Ovechkin. Well, now they're getting the Kaprizov, which just took the lead by storm last year when they called the trophy, and now they got to play a game breaker the market around. Yeah, and and that that certainly does help. And the Wild have been playing great hockey. They had just a clunker here and there. Now it's been a rough stretch. They got beaten in L.A. by the Kings. Next night, get beat by the Golden Knights in Vegas. They came home, had a game postponed, played poorly against Buffalo, ended up losing in a shootout, and have had a number of games postponed due to COVID-19. Uh, in that mix, they played against the Dallas Stars down in Big D, and uh, Cam Talbot really had a rough night. So the, the Wild have to be chomping at the bit to get back on the ice anywhere. Yeah, I mean, this is the first game they played since December 20th when they're down in Dallas. And like you said, they're on a four-game winless streak right now. I think more concerned is the fact that, you know, their top center, Joel Erickson, he's out for this game with an injury. And their top two defensemen, Jonas Brodeen and uh, Jared Spurgeon, both won't play tonight either because of injury. So the Wilds definitely tested right now, Steve. Yeah, it, it is a big stretch for them. And I, I, I think when you look at the St. Louis Blues team, uh, figured to be one of the top clubs in the NHL Central Division. So, you know, forget that it's the NHL Winter Classic, Hammer. Um, this this is a big game to start 2022. Yeah, I mean, this is the first time all year they play the St. Louis Blues. If you look at the uh, Central Division, I think the two biggest threats to the Wild this year in the division are the Colorado Avalanche and the St. Louis Blues. So today, I think the first one's the Blues. We'll see how they match up. Craig Shepard joining us from Target Field. All right, uh, let, let, let's get into the to the setting. What do, what do you see? What's it like? I see a very festive atmosphere. A lot of hockey fans here just here to embrace the uh, the settings and everything. 
you see a lot of wild jerseys, a lot of blue jerseys, obviously, but I'm also seeing a lot of old Winter Classic jerseys. Like I saw a Pavel Datsuk jersey from the 2014 Winter Classic. I see some little North Star gear walking around or so. Basically, it's just hockey fans celebrating the outdoors. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> this is one of those things where, you know, you have that, that balance between we're, we're tough, we can deal with the weather, uh, yeah. you, you were born in northern Wisconsin, not that far out of Green Bay and Anigo. You know about cold. You spent a long time here in the Twin Cities. I was born and raised here. So we know all about the cold, but that balance between keeping the players, keeping the fans safe, it, it, we'll, we'll, we'll see about tonight. Yeah, the, the cold here reminds me of the uh, cold game the Vikings played out during the Seahawks back in 2016 at TCF Bank Stadium, now Huntington Bank Stadium. Where it's best known for the uh, Blair Walshness. Yeah, and what what was that about six below at the, in the, in that game? It was six below to start with, but the wind took a drop in or so. I just remember my eyelids being frozen by the end of the game. Yeah, and and I know our our good buddy Eric Nelson was there with his kids, and, and I'll never forget him saying, "It is easily the coldest I've ever been in my life, but I would do it again in a heartbeat." Oh yeah. Oh, without question. In fact, I saw Eric here earlier today, too. I mean, you always be here for hockey in the elements. Yeah, for sure. You know, there's just some people that, you know, they're totally into this sort of thing. Now, now, give us a sense. Do you see you're very familiar at Target Field and Twins games, obviously. Have you seen more heaters, more areas for people to get warm? I mean, give, give us the lay of the land there. Well, I'm in the Delta Club right now, which is just outside the press box area, too. Sure. So. People in this section will have no problem staying warm tonight. Uh, downstairs walking, you saw some heaters around, some hot cocoa stands or so. I mean, they're going to make sure people are warm when they're outside of their seat if they're in the aisleways around the stadium. Yeah, so there, there were there were portable heaters, et cetera, in that main concourse area. I, I, I saw at least one on the way to the press box. I'm sure they're more scattered around the stadium. Yeah, and, you know, one of the thoughts is for the spectators when you get upstairs, Hammer, is um, – you know, the, the upper reaches, the, the, oh. say, for instance, the upper deck and left, yep. the upper deck and right. And for that matter, the upper concourse in, in the main part of the stadium, that, that could be a challenge for the fans up there. I, I, I set up the upper deck for a Brewer game in August. And let me tell you, it gets cold and windy if they're very quick. I can only imagine it would be like sitting up there tonight for the game. Yeah, and it is a, a sold-out event. Now, tell us about the field. Because, once again, we're on the radio, and, and maybe people have seen shots on the TV news or online. But you have the main rink, which runs from maybe third base over to first base. But they have also other elements spread around the entire field, right? Yeah, they do. They get, like I said, the main rink takes up most of the infield, right from the pitcher's mound to probably the uh, top of the infield. And then right below that, you have a big wooden pallet that's the State of Hockey with the uh, State of Minnesota logo on it. Then right behind the uh, main rink, you have like six ice skating rinks so people can skate out there during the week and everything. So it's a really, really festive atmosphere. They've done a very nice job at Target Field designing this rink in the area around it. Now, right now, you're, you're in the Delta Club uh, upstairs, and that, that's at press box level. Are, are you going to venture out into the seats? Are, are you going to watch a game in the elements? I, I'm going to venture out there for at least part of a period or so. Might stay out there for like maybe one commercial break, then go back in. We'll see how I feel. But I definitely plan on wandering around, checking out the ambiance of the stadium at various points here during the game. Well, and and please send out some photos on Twitter, Hammer. I will, oh, you know I will definitely, Steve. 
All right, what's that Twitter handle so people can check it out? I'm at, at CDSWCCO. Feel free to give me a follow, engage with me, and say hello. All right, sounds good. Well, Happy New Year, Hammer. Thanks for checking in. Stay warm. Enjoy the game. Steve, always a pleasure. You take care, my friend. All right, there he is, the Hammer Craig Schrepfer, a longtime producer here at CCO. And th- there's no doubt he's one of those guys that come hell or high water was going to be at Target Field tonight for this game tonight. Um, so it, it sounds like a very fe- festive atmosphere. But I will say this. He is in the Delta Club. And that that is good a spot in it as any at Target Field. And there isn't a bad seat in the house for a Twins game. But I want to put in a little plug for that particular seating area. And, and those are the wood back seats right in front of the press box at Target Field. So it's kind of that next level up from the main concourse. Those are my favorite seats in the ballpark. My wife and I uh, had a chance and went to a game and, and sat just in front of where, say, Dick Bramer and company call the games and where Corey Provis and Dan Gladnar, people are familiar with that, just down in front of there. That is my favorite view of the ballpark in a ball game. And I think those would be premium seats for the hockey game tonight. Kerry Clatt is our producer. All right, Kerry, um, you and I talked off the air about this a little bit. Yes. If, yes. if your work schedule allowed, would you go tonight? <laughs> no. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> You and I are on the same page. It's, it's kind of like, yeah, I, I, I'm a Minnesotan. I was born here. I, I live here year-round. I, I don't do the snowbird thing yet. Uh, but, um, no, it, it, it's just too cold for me. I, I, I'm not ashamed to admit it. Yeah, I can't. I can't imagine being outside. Uh, I will watch it from home tonight, and it'll be wonderful. Um, no, you know, my dad was a professional hockey player, and he yeah. spent his whole. I mean, growing up, he was always playing outside. And I even, I don't think they they would not have played out if they had game tonight. I don't know if they would have played. He probably would have said no. <laughs> well, um, you know, the thing is, and, and I've talked about this before because earlier in the week I had a chance to sit in for Henry Lake on Lake Night and and do a few nights. A sports to the max. And I have told this story. We always had backyard rinks. When we were real little kids living in St. Paul on Maryland Avenue, my dad always had a backyard rink. And he and his buddies, when they were younger, would get together and play broom ball. And uh, we, we learned how to skate on that backyard rink. And then when we moved out to the Burbs for his teaching job uh, up here to northern Hennepin County in Champlin, we always had a backyard rink. And then as I got older, I'd build the rink, and I'd have my buddies over, and, and we would play boot hockey, and we would skate. And by, by the time I was a senior in high school, we had full boards around the entire rink. We had lights. We had chicken wire netting. Uh, we had real goals, uh, r- real goal cages. I mean, we had the whole deal. So we went all out. So we would go out on nights like tonight and, and play, but once again, it's the most Minnesotan thing or the most upper Midwest thing ever. It's all about the wind. If it was real windy, it just, you couldn't do it. If, if it's 10 below and not windy, it's it's a whole different story. Well, so. yeah, and then the ice, too. is The ice oh, yeah. isn't bad. I mean, you can't even really play on it. Yeah, so. it, it, it is really chippy. And we would always, 
it, it, it would just be one of those where if it got really, really cold, it was kind of a boot hockey night because you would get the ice, you'd get your skates out on the really, really cold ice and it would just chip it up and, and, and just destroy the surface. And then, you know, you were guaranteed that you were going to have to scrape it down and, and flood the rink. And also it was a challenge flooding the rink when it was really, really cold. It worked out on a night like tonight if you're just putting down that first layer and really didn't care, and we're just trying to get ice down. But an actual good skating layer, it's got to be a little warmer. But I've heard, and Mark Fry relayed this story, that there is technology now where they can keep that surface, as crazy as it sounds, a little bit warmer. And I don't know how they adjust the coolant or whatever, but that that's one of the things I'm going to keep an eye on, Kerry. And I, I don't know about you when I watch a game tonight, is how does the ice hold up in, in these bitterly cold temps? Because I think the players are going to be fine. They're going to have the benches heated and so on and so forth. And they'll go in between periods. But I, I, I am just wondering about how the ice is going to hold up for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, and I, I hope we just don't have the stories, too, of people freezing out there in the I mean, oh, I just I just can't imagine doing that and being out there and watching that game. Yeah, and and it sounds like thousands are going to give it a go. So we'll see it how, how it all works out. Like I've said all week, uh, and, and this term has been, been been used a lot on the radio airwaves here in the Twin Cities. Good luck. Uh, 5.30, <laughs> a quick break. Uh, we'll come back with the weather. And then uh, my good friend John Millay will join us from the Minnesota State High School League. He writes John's journal. He's been covering prep sports for a long, long time. First the Star Tribune and now a writes for the Minnesota State High School League. And I bump into John from time to time, and uh, he's good enough to join us. Uh, we'll recap 2021 in high school sports, take a look ahead and that's on the way here at News Talk, 830-WCCO. 534, Happy New Year at News Talk, 830-WCCO. Steve Thompson in, Kerry Klatt, our producer, and, of course, Mark Fry in the newsroom as Hawkeyes got beat by Kentucky, a late touchdown. And then the Hawkeyes got the ball back, tried to move downfield, an interception sealed it. Kentucky beats Iowa in the Citrus Bowl. And I was surprised Mark wasn't all that grumpy. Uh, about the uh, proceedings down there at the Citrus Bowl. Uh, Other bowl games, uh, the Rose Bowl, Utah leading Ohio State 28-21. That game midway through the second quarter in Pasadena. Arkansas beat Penn State 24-10 at the Outback Bowl. At the uh, Fiesta Bowl, Oklahoma State outlasts Notre Dame 37-35. And then tonight, the Sugar Bowl, Baylor and Ole Miss. I might check that out. Uh, I, I'm sure my wife and daughter will be thrilled, <laughs> and, and I kid about that. Uh, John Millay joins us from the Minnesota State High School League, media specialist, and uh, writes John's Journal, a blog that he's been doing now for years. Happy New Year, John. Same to you, Steve. How's it going so far? Yeah, good. Uh, very oh, good. Cold. Cold yeah. but good. I agree. But in, and in short bursts, no problem. Sitting out oh, at a can... hockey game. Maybe yeah. not so much. No, I am not. I am not at Target Field. I am at home, and I've got you know, two TVs going, and I'm watching football and hockey. And yeah, it is awful cold. Um, I, I joked on Twitter a few minutes ago that I'm looking forward to the day when technology advances far enough that we can play hockey indoors. I <laughs> know. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it, 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 and I get it in the excitement, and, and really, year in and year out, 
uh, Fox Sports North and now Bally Sports North in conjunction with the Minnesota Wild put on Hockey Day. And they're going to be in Mankato, and the high school teams are always a part of that. And they're going to be down at Blakesley Stadium in Mankato. And that's going to be great. It, it's just I, I, I draw the line at below zero. If it's in the 20s, I'm in. You know, count yeah. me in. Oh, let, yeah. l- l- let me know what time. But, yeah, below zero, I, I'm out. I agree, I, and I've been to some of the, the Hockey Day Minnesota events. They're yep. great, but, boy, the weather, that's the one thing you can't count on. You, you schedule these things, the Winter Classic Hockey Day, so far in advance, it's a crapshoot. And, you know, we know the NHL wasn't going wasn't gonna to call this thing off because it's too cold in Minnesota on January 1st, but it's really cold, and I hope, I hope we don't have, you know, any – I'm not worried about the players. They have heat on the bench. They're fine. They're moving. It's people sitting and watching outdoors and – and, uh, you know, we don't need any frostbite or any issues like that. Let's have everybody get out of there having a great time. Yeah, for, for sure. It sure does look cool, and it, they've done a great job. And I, I talked to Dave St. Peter uh, before the holidays because this has been a work in progress now for weeks at Target Field, the NHL, the Wild, and the Twins working in conjunction. They, they, they've done a, a great job. You can't control the weather. We all know that. But uh, Target Field looks Really, really cool and uh, great venue. And by the way, uh, the, the Twins and Target Field available for the State Baseball Championship games every year, and uh, th- that that's always a lot of fun. And it, we we talk about it frequently. Yeah. The opportunity for these kids to be able to play in venues like that is just amazing. Yeah, just a few weeks ago, you know, Steve, you're well aware we had. State soccer championship games yep. for boys and girls at U.S. Bank Stadium, and then all the football, state semifinals, and prep bowl games in that great venue. Yeah, we have it pretty good here, and we've talked about it a lot. I don't know if there's a state in the country that has the kind of big league facilities for high school championship games like we do here between U.S. Bank Stadium, Target Field, Target Center, the XL Center, Williams Arena, the Pavilion. We're very lucky. We, we shouldn't take it for granted. Because it's not that way most places. It might not be that way anyplace else. So we really have a good thing going here. Yeah, uh, for sure. 2021, if you will, a return to normal. And I know COVID-19 is still a factor, and there's still great concern, and rightfully so. But the winter sports season started late, but it started. We were able to get state tournaments. We were able to get a spring sports season in because that was lost in 2020 and then we were able to proceed with with a normal fall sports season as you alluded to all the state tournaments volleyball at the excel energy center all all the uh state tournaments uh, culminating with prep bowl at u.s bank stadium so it, it was a return to normal it looks like the winter sports season with, with some hiccups here and there is proceeding yeah it is it's it's, it's moving along fine steve you know we're we're in into year three now from 2020, 2021, now we're in a new year uh, with COVID, and uh, the second anniversary of this thing will be in March, the day we yeah. shut down the girls' state basketball tournament and the boys' postseason, and, and we don't want to do that again. But, yeah, we're in a great spot. Um, certainly there are issues. Games around the state in, in various winter sports have been called off or rescheduled because the team has some positive cases. Uh, it's an issue between that and the issues we have with not enough officials. It's it's not going to be the smoothest winter, but um, so far, you know, we're getting it done. Some teams may not play their full slate of games because of those two issues, and and not to mention, you know, bus drivers. There's not enough bus drivers. Some games yeah. 
have been adjusted because the team didn't have a bus driver. So th- those things are those things are going to be there. We're, we're so used to it now, though. That's the thing. And all these administrators and coaches and players, they are so used to just last minute changes. Let's let's roll. Let's you know go with the flow. Everybody's doing that. We're we're doing fine. So I think we're gonna we're gonna have a good rest of the winter season here and uh, and moving into spring sports. I think I think we're gonna be in really good shape. You know, and, and John, we wanted to take a look back in in somewhat returning to normal in 2021, and and you traveled the state literally uh, for the Minnesota State High School League and and visit schools in, in venues in all four corners. You put a lot of miles in that Toyota Camry year in and year out. And I, I just wanted to ask you, what, what stands out from 2021 in your mind? What are your, some of your favorite? You can't mention them all because, right. because each individual game and each individual town and each individual school has such unique stories. But what are some that stand out for you? Yeah, there's a lot, Steve. I was kind of going through the year in review here this afternoon and First, let me mention where I'm going to go the, for my first trip of 2022. On Tuesday, I'm going to be in Roseau. You think it's cold here in the Twin Cities? Yeah, it's a lot colder in Roseau, and I'm so smart. I'm going to Roseau for a, for an indoor hockey game on Tuesday, and, and I can't wait. It's War Road at Roseau and Boys Hockey, and there's there's more uh, going oh. on besides that. That's why I'm going up. I'm really looking forward to it. I've been there before. Uh, it's going to be fun. But, yeah, I kind of look back, you know, and just – there, there really are two stories that really stood out to me. One was a few years ago, someone sent me a, a gold medal from the very first Boys State Hockey Tournament in 1945, and I tried to find who this belonged to. I was on TV during the Boys Hockey Tournament holding up that medal, searching for its owner. And this past year, we, we found, we think, the person who may have been the owner um, back in 1945, the goalie for the Evelis team was a guy named Ron Drobnik. And his uh, grandson, Phil, is uh, is involved with the USA curling program. Phil already has an Olympic gold medal. And they they could not find his grandpa's gold medal from that 1945 state hockey tournament. So Phil and I uh, met, and I handed it off to him. It was really emotional for both of us because that Metal is now, you know, there's no way to know if it was Ron's from 1945. But clearly, it belonged to somebody on that Evelyn's hockey team. Sure. And his grandpa, that medal was missing. After grandpa and grandma passed away, they went through everything, and they could not find that medal. And they had all seen it before, uh, years back. So that, that to me, was really special. Just to, to hand that medal off to, to Phil and have him hold it in his hand, wearing an Evelyn's hockey T-shirt and hat. And then to follow along, you know, they, they had kind of a welcome home for that medal up in Evelyn a little while later. I think it's on display there at the arena now or somewhere in town. That, that was really special to me because that just, you know, there was so much history there from the very first boys state hockey tournament all those years ago to getting that, that medal back home to, to the right family at Evelyn. That, that was really special to me. And Man, the other one cool. I thought about was, was in, and every, we all know about this, Brad Wendland, the football coach at Wasika High School, who collapsed on the sideline during a game, and he was gone. He was gone, if not for the efforts of the athletic trainers from, from both teams, uh, St. Peter and Wasika, a nurse who came running out of the stands. I wrote about Brad a couple times. He, as, he, as he put it right after that when I talked to him, uh, he said, I'm on bonus time now. He's still a young man. He's still coaching football. 
but he he had to you know they had to bring him back to life. His heart was not beating, and he had some kind of uh, heart issue that I, I know is either being been corrected or, or will be. And that's a really cool story that uh, could have been could have been a tragedy, but it's, it's a lesson for everybody. You know, we always encourage schools and, and youth associations to have AEDs on hand. Uh, they didn't need it in that case, but they were firing it up to jolt his heart. But they were doing chest compressions got his heart going and, and just a great lesson and, and being ready for bad things to happen and, and dealing with them. So, there, you know, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of, you know, the oh. Rosbergs and, and, uh, and Hutchinson, Grady Rosberg, and who was the coach for a long time, and now his son Andy, who played for him and has been the coach for a long time. The last time neither the last time somebody not in the Rosberg family was the head coach at Hutchinson football was 1969. And Andy's uh, team got their third state championship, matching how many Grady has. So each of the Rothbergs has three state championships. And Andy played on two of those for his dad and was the offensive coordinator for the third one. And, and next football season, they're going to name the stadium after the Rothbergs, which, which is really cool. And I know Andy and Grady well. and I just can't imagine a better honor than to have their name on the facility out there. Um, and then another thing I, I was looking at, see, was just the preponderance of turf fields at high schools in Minnesota. I've, I've got a list put together, and it's right around 100 of them. And, you know, uh, most of the metro, the big schools in the metro have them for football and soccer and lacrosse and everything else. But there's so many tiny schools. You know, Mountain Iron Buell has turf. Russell Tyler Rooster has turf. I went to a game at Lakeview School down in Cottonwood outside of Marshall this fall on their brand new turf. It's, it's phenomenal. And uh, that's just one of those things that's been growing. And I think the first turf field at a high school was Wyzetta, and that was uh, like 20 years ago. And we yeah. have a, around 100 of them now at schools large and small all over the state. That's, that's really diff- that's really a big thing. And, and there's just so many positive stories going on. So you can always try to write about the people involved in these high school activities and the great things people do, and I write about officials because we need more officials. And I did announce on Twitter recently that one of my, my New Year's resolution, I am going to become a high school league certified official. I don't know which sport or sport, so I'm going to do that in the new year. I'm going to become an official, at least be certified. I don't know if anyone will want to hire me. I'm not that young. We need younger guys, but I'm not one of those. But I, I talk about this all the time. I feel like I better... I better walk the walk if I'm going to talk the talk. So I'm going to become certified and pay my registration fee and, and at least have that. I finally get something decent on my resume. Yeah, there you go. Well, <laughs> and and I'm going to lobby the, the folks at PrepSpotlight.tv. When you get that first officiating gig, we'll, we'll have that live on PrepSpotlight.tv, and I'll volunteer to cover the game. So <laughs> and I, and you can mic I, I would love to be there. Yeah, we I, will see. We will. See. I would love. I would love to be there. <laughs> yeah, that that has disaster written all over it. But we'll see. We'll see how this goes. Well, you know, in our past, cross time to time, and I wanted to bring up one story that happened late in the year. And I, I know you've been very close to the McDonald family for a long time. The legendary Bob McDonald up at Chisholm and uh, his family coaching tree. Well, his grandson Kyle took over the Forest Lake program. And they were 0-3 going into a game at Moundsview. And by chance, I happened to be in the building that night calling the game on PrepSpotlight.tv. And Moundsview and Dave Leeser team off to a good start in their good year in and year out. They're at Calls Court at Moundsview High School, legendary gym here in the metro area. 
and, and the stars aligned uh, for Kyle McDonald to get his first career victory. And I know you were in there and you wrote about it. That that was really a cool night. And and those are nights that really stand out for me. Yeah, I mean, too, Steve, that was special. And, and we knew going in, one of two things were going to happen. Kyle McDonald was going to get his first career win. Right. Six years after his grandpa got his first career win in 1955. Or Moundsview was going to win the get its one thousandth victory in program right. history, so it was a great night. And I do know the McDonald family well. I knew Bob. I was I was uh, at his funeral a couple years back. Yeah, this was special. And uh, Kyle played at Cambridge Isani for his dad, Mike. You know, one of the McDonald's kids who's he's been coaching so long. He's retired as a teacher this year. Um, but uh, Kyle played there, and, and Cambridge Isani did not play that night. So Mike and, and his wife, Dale, they came yeah. to the game. I sat with them, and it was really fun. It, it, how, what's that like for a, for a father who who's, you know, came from the Bob McDonald line of coaches to see your son and to be in the gym when he gets his first career victory as a 24-year-old rookie head coach? It was really something. I'll never forget that night. Um, you were there. You called it. On prep spotlight, it was it was phenomenal, and I'm just so I'm just so honored to know all these members of the McDonald family and, and spend time with them and and have that chance to write about you know great great moments like that. Yeah, it, it was just a cool memory, one of my favorites among so many night in and night out. I look forward to getting back at it this week, uh, calling games, and who knows when I'll bump into you, John. But uh, uh, certainly good to visit with you on this New Year's Day. You bet, my friend. So what you're saying is you're not going to be in Roseville with me on Tuesday night. No, as, as a matter of fact, I'm making a return <laughs> trip uh, to Aldrich Arena for a girls game. Minnetonka and Hill Murray should be a good one on Tuesday night at Aldrich. I love that building. And and you were there. Uh, you happened to be in the, the building that night, and we talked for a while about that rink and uh, how, how much I love being at Aldrich. That, that is as good a spot is anywhere to call a game. That, that's really cool. It's so much fun. Yeah, we were there when Hill Murray was playing South St. Paul, yep. two great girls hockey programs. And I think I mentioned to you that night, I, I was in that arena. That was the place where the Minnesota Wild yeah. unveil, unveiled their name. We didn't know what that team was going to be called, and they had a big, a big hoo-ha at Aldrich Arena. They had a marching band. They had all kinds of pomp and circumstance, and then – they started playing Born to be Wild, and, and the logo dropped down out of the ceiling. It was really well done. So that's quite a long time ago, but uh, Aldrich Arena was the site of that, and, and I covered that for the Star Tribune. It was really memorable. And that's the thing, Steve. As you well know, you, you, you do this job long enough, you really you really build some great memories over the years. Yeah, John, uh, good to visit with you again. Happy New Year and safe travels to Rosa. Thanks a lot, Steve. Thanks for everything you do. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, John Malaya from the Minnesota State High School League. Check out his blog, John's Journal at the League website, mshsl.org. Quick break. We'll come back, put a wrap on the show. Steve Thompson and producer Kerry Klatt here on News Talk, E3OWCCO. It has been a lot of fun. It always is here at News Talk, E3OWCCO. But one thing I can say after all these years, it is always an honor to be here and that hasn't changed in a long long time um i I remember when i got the opportunity this goes back to october of 97 and my first shift and maybe i've told this story before but 
the, the, the short version of the story is I, I applied. They needed a part-timer to work overnights on the weekend. So I would come in late on a Friday night, start at midnight, go to 5 a.m., and then come in Saturday night, start at midnight, and go till 5 a.m. on Sunday. So it was long hours, but it was in the middle of the night on the weekend. And it was always my dream to work here at News Talk, E3OWCCO, where all these legends had worked. Steve Cannon, Boone and Erickson, Howard Vike, and, um, and, and it goes without saying, Herb Carneal, Ray Christensen, all of those. So it was always my dream. And then to get that opportunity, I still will never forget the first night, that, that late Friday night, doing my prep down in the newsroom, and then as it got closer and closer to midnight, walking down that narrow hallway from the newsroom to Studio 6, and Studio 6 is the main studio, and walking down that hallway and said, dreams come true, but now I really need to do this. And it was that moment of great pride and great terror all at the same time. And when the mic goes on, I got to talk for five hours. And, and it's always been a thrill ever since. It, it, it has been. And I can say that on this New Year's Day, here we are in 2022, and it's, it's still a lot of fun. And a big thanks to all the great people I had a chance to visit with today, including Mark Fry in our newsroom and our producer, Carrie Klatt. It's always great to work uh, with Carrie here on the weekends. Uh, And Doug Swinhart, Tech Talk. A lot of great calls and texts today between 2 and 3 o'clock. And by the way, if you missed it, you can take advantage of the free Odyssey app and use the rewind feature and catch a show. Stephen Clark, SpaceFlightNow.com, took a look back at 2021 and what should be a big year in space in 2022. He gave us an update on the Webb Telescope on its way to its spot about a million miles from Earth. Uh, Steve Carney took us outdoors, and even though the bite is good, it's hard to get out on the ice in many spots. Deep snow, slush, uh Ice conditions are not that great, so by all means, take care if you're headed out on the ice. Mark Manny, head boy, is hockey coach at Andover. The Huskies having a great year. They've got a really good team. They are going to be a factor uh, come March in the Boys State Hockey Tournament. Uh, Marcus Fuller covers Golden Gold for basketball for the Star Tribune. Uh, The Illinois game scheduled for Sunday moved to Tuesday due to COVID-19 problems with the Illini program. Uh, but they are a big surprise, one one of the pleasant surprises in Minnesota sports in 2021. So thanks again to Marcus Fuller. Craig Shrepp for joining us live from the NHL winter classic. Uh, the puck drops just after 6 o'clock. And then, of course, my good friend John Millay from the Minnesota State High School League. Once again, it's it's been a lot of fun today. Wish you and yours a happy and safe new year. Uh quick update on that weather one more time because it is the headline we're at seven below right now here in the twin cities of minneapolis st paul our winds northwest at 10 miles an hour our wind chill stands at 25 below actual air temp tonight minus 20 tomorrow a cold maybe some sun two above and then sunday night not as cold we'll bottom out at one below and then slowly rising temps through the night and then on monday sunny in 26 Tuesday, 32, and then Tuesday night a chance of snow. Wednesday, colder, high near 12, single digits later in the week. Once again, in the Twin Cities, 7 below 
our wind chill minus 25 with that wind chill advisory going in effect at 6. Many of you under a wind chill warning through 10 a.m. tomorrow. Take care. Have a safe and a happy new year. From News Talk, E3O-WCCO. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.